Welcome to the Get It Girl community where, yes, you can have it all. We are redefining confidence in life, business, health, and happiness. If you are motivated, full of drive, a go-getter, and looking for ways to achieve it all without losing yourself to the constant grind, this space is for you. We are teaching you to take control of your life, to boost confidence, to feel good inside and out, which then spills into every aspect of your life. You show up better for yourself, your relationships, your career, your passions. We also focus a lot on bucket lists to help ignite that passion and adventure in you when it comes to different seasons in your life, to relationships, travel, food, and so much more. So look in the mirror and say it loud and proud. Yes, you can have it all. Get it, girl. We are changing the conversation around women and success from empowerment to celebration of achievement. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Get It Girl podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Cynthia Johnson, here with my lovely co-host, Ashley Leigh. Hi, Ashley. (laughs) Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, Allison Walsh is the Vice President of Clinical Outreach for Charlie Health. And she is also a consultant and brand coach at AllisonWashConsulting.com. The former Miss Florida and mother of three is also a world-renowned speaker and author. We'll talk about her book today coming out in September of this year. Welcome, Allison. Oh, it's so good to be here with both of you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're so busy. It's been a crazy last year for you teeing up for an even crazier 2023. So we're excited to hear about that. To start off our podcast, what we do every time is ask for your get it girl moment, your big aha transitional pivotal piece of your life that you'd like to share with us today. Oh my God. I feel like I've had a lot of those. Like there's like different (laughs) stages and phases, right? Like I feel like I had them in my early twenties, right? And then I had it again. Like, I mean, Cynthia, you've walked alongside, you've had, you've been experiencing this awakening that I've been having recently too. And just because that's kind of the the freshest one in my mind, I think most recently, right, really owning what I brought to the table, right? I think that there's there's a lot of power that happens over time, but sometimes it takes having really an army of people around you to kind of hold up the mirror. And I think there's so many ambitious, wonderful women out there that are working so hard to accomplish their dreams and they don't realize how valuable they are. Um, in the process as they continue to gain strength and credibility and all of the wonderful things that come from doing the work. You know, most recently it was really kind of looking at the entirety of my life, my career, everything that I was doing and saying, I think I'm meant for more. And so, uh, you know, really challenging myself. And I think I had always had this picture, you know, I was blessed to be in a a really fabulous startup for almost 10 years in the behavioral healthcare industry, right? From the outside looking in, everything was great, right? Very consistent. You knew what I was doing every day. And yet there was something in me saying, there is so much more here. And you've learned all these lessons. You've had all these experiences. And now it's time to go do it again. So really just leaning into that and saying, let's go big or go home. And yeah, I always thought it would be a certain way, but there's this beautiful opportunity and trusting and taking a leap of faith to go do it all over again. And this time really focusing on adolescent mental health. Talk about that career change and transition. What is it like to make that decision, especially as you close the door in 2022 and open another one in 2023? Oh my gosh. Well, it's been a lot and I've been like drinking from the fire hose, right? As they all say, everybody says that when they start a new job, but it, it has been that. It's been beautiful though, because, you know, when I was leaving advanced recovery systems, I was really, you know, obviously very sad to leave so many people that I just loved and adored. I built the best team and they were just 
my heartbeat, right? They were my why, right? I started in the industry because of my own personal journey, right? Of wanting to give back and, and help people that are struggling with their own issues um, as I had struggled with mine. But really over the course of my career and becoming a leader and, and having just a phenomenal team, my team really became my why. So that was really hard. That was the hardest part was to leave so many people that I cared so deeply about and then jumping in and being brave enough to be bad at something new, right? And yes, I was bringing a lot of lessons learned, but jumping into an entire new uh, company and you know, again, like my, initially, if you would have told me a year ago that I would be getting involved in another healthcare startup, I would have said, you're crazy. I just always thought that when I was done at ARS and exited that I would be, you know, just continuing to scale my own business as it's continued to grow and thrive. And it's just been so much fun, but it's been a wonderful last six weeks, really. It's all it's been since I, I made that leap and I've learned a lot. I've also entered into this stage and chapter with a different mindset and allowing myself to trust all of the things that I'm bringing to the table rather than worry about all of the things that I didn't know when I was you know, early on in my career. I'm trusting in the experience that I have now. I love that. And I'm actually really curious to hear about the letting go process for you, you know, because starting something new from is my personality is like, yeah, let's do it. But I tend to pile on instead of let go. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, what, what was that like just saying goodbye to just everyone really? Oh my gosh. It was incredibly hard. And I think, um, you know, I always say to people and I have so many examples of this, right? Like a lot of the people that worked for me at ARS, I had relationships with prior to being at ARS, right? So I, I used a lot of those relationships as examples and said, I will continue to be in your life if you want me to be. And so I'm not going anywhere physically. Like I'm still in Orlando. I'm still you know, available for mentorship and, and to be a part of your life. And I will forever be your cheerleader. So a lot of people have taken me up on that. And I, I'm very grateful for that. But also stepping away and being at peace, right? And I think that was the other part of letting go that was really important to me was allowing myself to have closure earlier than what I had anticipated and being really proud of what I did. And so one of the things, one of the exercises that I did for myself, because I went through this whole like emotional journey, right? Like I really didn't even give any thought to this until about July of last year. And I really had to go through the whole thought process of like, what am I giving up to say yes to something new? What am I walking away from? Who am I walking away from? But a lot of it started with like, well, let's just write down all of the amazing things that happened while I was here. Because while I didn't have necessarily the end that I thought I was going to have there because I was leaving earlier than anticipated, I didn't want to lose sight of just the amazing career that I had at ARS and all of the fabulous things that we were able to accomplish. I was the second person brought in. We scaled it to 1,000 employees, right? We had 10 locations across the country. We helped 40,000 people in our centers. And so going through that exercise of just writing it all out and going, wow, like I did a lot of really great work here. And maybe this isn't the timeline I thought it was going to be, but I also believe that certain opportunities present themselves for a reason. And the one that was really, really drawing me in, I couldn't get off my mind. And I think like when something, when you wake up thinking about something every single day for consecutive days and weeks, you're not supposed to ignore that. You know, giving myself that chance to really give myself credit for everything I participated in and was a part of but also getting really excited about how all of those lived and learned experiences were going to allow me to do even better things in the future. Such a get it girl moment. I feel yeah, like we talk about this a lot. Like if it lights you up and if it's just sitting there, like you're thinking about it all the time, it's something you have to do and chase and discover. And yes, it's scary, but then you take the leap and look where you're at. 
I just want to talk about adolescent mental health. Why is this important? Tell us a little bit about the company. What do you guys do? I know a lot of it's virtual. Just talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So yeah, we, we started actually in Montana only th not even three years ago. And so um, started with this concept of how do you increase access to care for adolescents and young adults that are so desperately in need of mental health resources. And so there really wasn't another provider that was doing this at scale. And so we've scaled to about 20 states now, which is incredible. Um, you know, really overcome most barriers, about 95% in network with insurance, you know, also working with Medicaid clients too, which is like virtually unheard of for a virtual intensive outpatient program. So it's like a step up from outpatient therapy, but a step down from being in a residential facility. So it's a really beautiful level of care that can be really that life-saving treatment for somebody. And so you know, we're able to meet people where they're at. We're able to do a lot because of the fact that we are virtual. We can create groups that are really aligned with the specific needs of individuals that are seeking care. So the hard part with that level of care when you're going to a brick and mortar is that if there aren't resources or you're in a rural community, you can't have those types of group interactions. You can't have that level of care to the degree in which we're able to provide and the matching that we're able to provide. And so it's been a really amazing experience to just see like, how well that level of care can work at scale because of the ability to bring so many people together in a situation and in a room, right? In a treatment program in which they feel like they see themselves and the other people that are in the room too. So they feel like they're not alone. They feel like they can actually do the work. I've been so impressed by it. You know, we've had the ability to do some really great research studies already. And, and our outcome study came out about a month and a half ago and it's working. And I think that's the piece that just lights me up to know if, if we've been able to do this in two and a half years, imagine what this is going to look like in another two and a half years. Right. And I, I just, I love the fact that, you know, last year alone, 5,000 kids got access to care that probably wouldn't have had it before. So that's huge. And I can't wait to continue to put rocket fuel behind that and continue to increase our reach. As someone who's seen you in action, I know that having you on the team is definitely going to help help <laughs> push things forward and, and get more, more kids who need help in treatment. I love your work at, at Charlie Health, but I, I also want to make sure while we have you, we touched on some of the other things you do outside of uh, your day job. This is, I guess, your second job is you have a, a book coming out and a consulting business and you've really been able to, to grow that. I mean, your book deal is like a huge accomplishment. If you could just give a little bit of insight into your, oh, wow, I can do this moment. <laughs> well, I know, Cynthia, we had lots of conversations around, um, can I do this? Should I do this? Is this the right time to do this? And like, why the hell not? We've really put that in motion. You know, you've been such a cheerleader of mine and really helped open my eyes to what was possible. And so this past year, really, we, I mean, we put our foot on the gas about a year and a half ago, I think is really when we were like, this is happening. We just need to find the right opportunity. And so I've always wanted to write a book. And I think early on in my life, when I was a teenager, right, I went through my own struggle with anorexia and bulimia, really started a nonprofit. I always thought I would like write about that, but there was something about writing a book about just that part of my life. that I was like, I think there's so much more that I can share. And so as we really got clear on my message, as I had all these beautiful experiences to you know, work in behavioral health, grow my own business, right? Have the consulting company, work with hundreds of amazing clients in that business. I was able to really pull together a lot of core principles and lessons that applied to not only my success, the success of my clients, the success of my team, the success of the businesses that I've been involved in and scaled. And so it was really cool to be able to put all of those words on paper. And I actually 
really loved the writing process. Now we're in editing now, so I might have a different opinion in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but they just flowed out of me. And I think I also had the chance to write a lot, right? And and we were working on a lot of articles and you know, I scaled on social pretty significantly over the last couple of years. Just like, I felt like I was just writing love notes to my community every day. And so it made it just such a really powerful experience to be able to do it in a longer form and just share everything that I've learned. I love to pass on wisdom. I love to help people get uh, to where they want to go farther faster uh, because of the lessons I've learned that I can share and help them get there where they need to go without maybe the road bumps and the hurdles along the way. And so that's been really fun. And you know, the consulting business, again, different iterations over the last 14 years as I've evolved, it's evolved. You know, I had the honor of being with Florida when I was 23 years old. So it initially started as pageant coaching, right? But then a lot of the clients' moms were coming to me saying, hey, can you help me do what you just did for my daughter? Like, she's so confident. She's built her own brand. She's got all of these wonderful opportunities and she's speaking and she's doing all these things. I want to do that for myself. So it was really cool to see that kind of evolve and just other people, other women in the community coming to me saying, I'm watching your career take off. Like, can you help me position myself? Because I think that's one of the wonderful uh, opportunities I had because of being with Florida. I was able to set myself on a trajectory early on in which I wasn't afraid of visibility. I wasn't afraid of sharing my message. I wasn't afraid of it. I, in fact, I was drawn to opportunities to do that. And so I think there's a lot of women that want that too, but perhaps they haven't been given that opportunity or they played small at different phases and stages of their lives. And they're finally ready to have that here's me, it's my time moment. Um, and that's what I've been able to do. So it's grown. I've worked with over 250 one-on-one clients, um, you know, had different opportunities to create community and connection to at scale and launch the She Believes She Could podcast, which both of you have been on, which I love yeah. <laughs> um, back in the pandemic, right? Like it was, you guys were some of my first guests, which yeah. is so cool. We're almost at a hundred episodes now. And that's just been just a beautiful way to connect with women and share stories around what they've done and the success they've had and the lessons they've learned. And again, it's showing other people that they can do it too. And I think that's a lot of what you're doing now here as well is like, if I can do it, you can do it. Right. And make the commitment, take the action, do the next thing. And eventually you're going to create this unstoppable momentum. And then it's really up to you to stay caught up with yourself. Right. And I think that's the exciting <laughs> part is you can then pick and choose what opportunities you want to be a part of. And, and I think, Cynthia, you've seen that evolution with with my career and my business and everything. It's, before it was like, how do we find them? And now it's like, well, which ones do we pick? Right. And so I think it's a really cool place to be in. And again, it's, I believe, firmly in surrounding yourself with the right people and having your your team of champions that are, are helping you see opportunities that you can't see for yourself or helping to just pick you up on days where you feel down or you know, just rooting for you. And uh, I don't think enough women intentionally create those circles for themselves. And if that's the one thing you take away from this podcast, like find your tribe, surround yourself with support and don't take no for an answer when it comes to going after your dreams. Huge yes. I feel like you're a get it girl. Spokesperson. Yeah. That was no. exactly <laughs> our mission and what we stand behind. And we yes. also really focus on bucket lists. And you've talked about some of the things that you're working on. The book, I'm sure, has been on your life bucket list. What else is on your bucket list when it comes to more shorter term items and longer term items? If you think 2023 as a whole, what what do you want to achieve? Oh my God. I have like, well, I've got my goal list because I'm a huge <laughs> fan of goal setting and I like just a little exercise on this. So this year, you know, TEDx is still like very much on my my list of things to do. I just, I know that's, I'll make it to the red dot at some point, hopefully this year. 
I think about the book launch, right? Like I have bestseller aspirations. So, you know, bestseller book launch plans. So it's just all in right now of like creating the space to be able to do this to the best of my ability, because I'm very aware if this one goes well, the next one will be even better. So those are very much this year. As I think about just my business, the consulting company, there's opportunity to scale there, bringing in additional coaches, diversifying some of the things that we offer, but also kind of narrowing down. We, you know, I think you try a lot of things in business. At this point, we know what works. We know what people come to us for. We know our sweet spot. So now it's about um, bringing in more people that can do those things and offering those at different tiers. So excited about that. Obviously, Charlie Health, right? Like I'm, I'm brand new here, but big dreams. I've taken over the partnerships division too. So I'm really excited about scaling that. So that was official this week. Um, so there's just so much opportunity and potential that I'm excited to see. Again, that momentum is building and all of the groundwork has been laid. And now it's about taking advantage of the next opportunity that comes as a result of being intentional about the goals that I'm going after. Love it. It's like your soul's on fire. It's oh, just like, yes. I feel like, yeah, I feel it's like, like I'm, I'm getting like, so hot right now. Just like, <laughs> I'm motivated. I'm like, okay, how much can I accomplish this year? I know. Like this? I, meanwhile, Ash is like, let's see, love of the baby in February. That gives me, <laughs> can I start hustling again? And I know, um, Allison, we have a lot of moms listening. We have a lot of entrepreneurs. We have a lot of people who may be stuck in a job, but are chasing their side hustle. And you did address a little bit about this, but like, what would you say to them about balancing it all? Because I feel like you are so excellent at, at that. Plus you are true and genuine. And I feel supported when I look at like your social media and stuff. How, how are you able to do all of that and still be successful in so many different areas of your life? Well, thank you for that. What you see and what actually goes on, I think, are two totally different stories. <laughs> no, I, you know, at times I feel like it's total chaos, right? Um, but again, going back to support, right? Like I think when my second child was born, so I have three kids, right? Um, when my second child was born, I was really adamant about bringing in additional support at home, right? And then, of course, like I have my third child and then COVID hit and it's like, holy crap, right? you had to kind of restructure life in order to be able to continue to build businesses and lead teams and you know, all of the things. And so again, asking for support and like knowing what you need. I do believe in integration versus balance because I don't okay. think that there's an on off switch. Right. And especially in the industry that I work in, like, it seems like the crisis always happens after five o'clock or on the weekends. Right. <laughs> so like, I wish I could say I could shut it down, but I can't. So really just creating a life in which I can create the boundaries that I need to be able to have the time that I need but also understanding that it's not going to be a perfect puzzle piece all the time, right? Fitting in, you know, one of the biggest things and the shifts that I made several years ago when I knew that I wanted to be exceptional, I didn't want to just be good at what I did. I wanted to be exceptional at everything that I was working on was that I created space in the morning for me to have consistency because I knew if I could get quick wins under my belt in the morning, I could set myself up for success the rest of the day because I'm like riding my own high, right? Essentially of like, I already did all these things. It's like 6 a.m. Um, so I can feel good about myself. <laughs> and so, you know, I started getting up earlier and, you know, I had to be even more intentional about this during the pandemic because now all my kids are home and I'm like, how am I going to have my morning routine when they're all around? So, you know, I started getting up a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. And now I just have my, my routine. Like this morning was beautiful. You know, I got up, I did my, you know, my lemon water because I can't have my coffee unless I would do my workout. So I did lemon water, workout, coffee, laid in my sauna mat, listened to my meditations. And then I worked on projects for myself. And by the time everybody else got up, I was like, this is the best morning ever. Let's go. So, you know, it's just creating that space for me because I think as a mom, right, I think the natural tendency is to put everybody else's needs 
first. And I've realized the hard way many a times that whenever I sacrifice, even if it's just the slow chipping away of my own schedule and my own self-care process and what I need to do for myself, everybody else is impacted by that. And that's not fair to them. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to hustle and do the things that I want to do, and I'm going to chase big dreams and big goals, like I have to make sure that I show up for them because they are my priority. But that means even more so that I have to take care of myself. So you know, the morning part for me is everything. I go to bed at like nine o'clock lights out. I got to go. Right. And I got to get seven hours of sleep because otherwise I can't do this. So it's just creating that and then being very disciplined, right? Like discipline is is what shows up when motivation wants to take a nap. You're not always going to feel like you want to do it. You're not. But when you're disciplined and you keep doing it, you give yourself the opportunity to be consistent that consistency will compound and that will benefit you in the long run because you will have done the things that you need to do to get to the next phase and stage of life. Yes, I support 100%. There's so many parallels. I think about like what you do, my health and wellness business, what Cynthia does, like you have to show up, put in the work and you have to be consistent even through the hard times. Yeah, absolutely. And getting the wins, right? I think that's the other thing is that I celebrate the wins. For me, I have to be even more mindful of that. Like I'm huge into strengths finder and all that kind of stuff, right? The Gallup strengths. Achievers are my top five, right? So people that have achiever in their top five naturally don't give themselves credit. They're already like chasing the next goal before this one's done. So I have to be intentional, right? Like I have to write it down. Like I'll journal about things now. I'll give myself credit. I'll look at it. I'll save the win list for a day where I don't feel so great. It helps build that momentum and that stamina too, to be like, okay, well, I'm giving myself credit. Like again, kind of like what I did before I left the company, right? It was like, here's all the things. Cause my natural tendency is to think about all the things I didn't do versus all of the things that I did. And so like, we have to, especially as women, we have to give ourselves credit, even if it's just like, I got up today and I didn't lose my mind, you know, before the kids were out of the house for school, right? Like I think sometimes that's a win. Um, So, you know, but giving ourselves credit for that too, it allows us to feel good about ourselves. And then just to think about from a different perspective, like, okay, well, what else can I do to be better next time? Yeah, I love it. And I'm glad that there's a slowdown period because as an outsider, you're always, you see the wins you're celebrating for someone else can be really frustrating to not see them celebrate it for themselves. And so hearing you like pull that into your plan, into your life and, she, and just like intentionally making space for giving yourself a pat on the back, like, yeah, get a girl, do it. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's really cool too. So my daughter Madison gave me um, a journal last year for Christmas and it's embossed, has my name on it. It was so sweet. It was like dream, believe, achieve. She had put on it. I'm like, oh my God, she's doing the thing appreciate it. Uh, but oh. it was so cool because there were so many things that, you know, as I'm looking back in that journal of that things that I was writing, things that I was like manifesting, things that I was like calling into my life, like they're happening. And like, so to be able to go back and be like, I called this in, like I did this, I, I wanted this. Right. And so celebrating and be like, I did it. I did it. Right. I made the decisions. I had the hard conversations. I made the moves, the bold, scary, terrifying things that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. I did it. And there was a lot of stuff that happened last year. So, you know, just again, celebrating it and saying, wow, if all that can happen in one year, right. And really it was like the last six months of the year, there was so much that happened. Imagine what this year is going to be like, like, I can't wait to follow along with your journey. Where can people find you that are listening to the podcast? Tell us about your social media and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. So of course, 
She believes she could podcast. Definitely check us out there. Um, there's also this She Believes She Could community on Facebook. You're welcome to join, be a part of it. And we're going to be doing a lot of behind the scenes with the book launch there. At Allison Walsh on Instagram is definitely where I'm the most active. I will show up every day, tell you that you are a queen and that you can do anything you set your mind to. So definitely join us for that. <laughs> um, and then, of course, on AllisonWalshConsulting.com, I've always got cool giveaways. You can download a free planner to help you stay really clear on your goals and you know set and achieve them this year. So always looking to add value to anybody that's in our world. And I'm just cheering for you 100%. And that's really what I'm hopeful is that you'll take all of the advice and wisdom and apply it and just crush 2023. Woo! Woo. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you. We cannot wait to share this episode. And we will be closely following along, cheering you on every step of yes. the way. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Get It Girl podcast. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. Our number one goal is to connect, inspire, and to build a movement where you never feel alone. See you in the next episode.